Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Lego Masters. Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Very exciting to be back for some Christmas content. We haven't done any of these podcasts before, so it's going to be a bit of fun doing some Christmas or Brixmas, should I say? That's what they were calling it. Some uh, some punny content from from them there. Yes, we are back for the Lego Masters Brixmas special. So we have two very exciting Christmas-themed episodes, and we've got celebrities this time round. These are not like everyday Lego builders, so. Parente, what did you think of the first episode? It's a big change in dynamic to have celebrities because, first of all, they're people who are less experienced with Lego. That's a big change. Everyone previously was a big Lego fan. That was how they got cast. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting to to have some people there who can kind of hold their own against Hamish Blake. You know, usually he's coming along and he's, he's yeah. throwing out <laughs> chat and the contestants are like, oh, yeah, good gear, Hamish. Woo, party. All right, we're going to keep building. But we had a few moments this episode where it was a bit of a to and fro, a back and forth. That was new, I think, for the series. Yeah, yeah, a bit more banter, I think. Um, so to recap, we've got Scotty, Scotty Cam from The Block. We've got Brooke Boney from The Today Show. We've got Sophie Monk and we've got Whipper. And those four celebrities have each been paired with a previous Lego Master, which I loved. I'm really glad that they got some previous contestants in to pair them with because I think it would have been pretty painful watching them try to build anything on their own. So we've got Jay from season two, we've got Michael from season three, we've got Henry from season one, and we've got Starney from season two as well. It's kind of fun that uh, Jay and Starney both got to come back and compete against each other. Yeah. I, mean, I, I assume they do that in their personal time anyway, just playing Lego, but we get to see it on TV. I wonder how it's going to go. Yeah, I loved that. Another big change that's new for this special is they introduced the idea of Brickman time. Mm. So each team got to steal Brickman for an hour and give him a little, little job to do. Um, and we haven't had that before, and I liked it. It means that there's kind of a part of your bills where it's guaranteed that Brickman can't complain about it. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I loved the addition of being able to have Brickman for an hour. I thought it was really great. But it did also highlight to me how long it takes to build things because what Brickman built in an hour like I this is gonna sound weird like it was obviously very impressive and very technical and like there's no way I could do that in five hours but I was also surprised that like he could only build something like that does that make sense like I I, in my head Brickman can build like a huge house in an hour because he's Brickman so when he's like oh I can build this tiny little koala and a tree I was like oh, this stuff takes a long time. Yeah, I thought it'd be like, Brickman, come in for an hour and build us a full-size jumbo jet. Yes, exactly. And get some snow. Exactly, yeah. But it was also really cool to see him just like effortlessly power through what they gave him. The chair would be maybe the best example where it was the object itself is not that interesting. It's just a chair. 
that he built it and it was a beautiful chair. And mm. I remember looking at it going, wow, that's a great looking Lego chair. Great work, Brickman. Yeah, it was also just great to see him in action. And it was so impressive the way he, at least he didn't appear to have to plan anything. He could, they could just say, yeah, build a chair, build a koala. And he just knew exactly how to do that. He didn't have to sit down and plan anything. It will be interesting if we ever get a bit of a behind the scenes look to know if he did duck off for 20 minutes with a notepad and come Mm. up with some plans. Or yeah, if he just in his head could just boom, boom, freestyle Lego off top of his dome. I'd also love to know if anyone changed any part of Brickman's design after their time was up. They didn't seem to, but I wonder if there were any little pieces that they moved around or changed. That's a really good point. Even if it was just changing it to make it fit into the rest of the build better. Yeah. For Well, I guess, you know, with um, we'll get to this, but with Sophie and Henry, they had a slight theme change halfway through, so maybe they did an update to what Brickman did. I couldn't quite see in the final build, so that could be one option. Let's jump into the build. So the first build, or the build for this episode, was a Christmas window display. Um, and each team had their own theme. They had 15 hours to do it. And um, this kind of reminded me of the Mission to Mars challenge from last year, obviously on a much bigger scale. But they sort of said, you know, it's a storytelling challenge, but it's also one of those ones where you do want to draw people's eyes away from the other windows. I also thought it was good in this one that they went straight with the randomly selected minifig thing that Lego Masters loves to do. Mm -hmm. Just taking that one paralyzing choice away from non-Lego contestants, I think was a really good idea. And it was fun to see that Scotty Cam got what he wanted. That always helps, which was the workshop, obviously. Although I was kind of like, come on, Scotty, branch out a little bit. Show us what else you can do that isn't construction. <laughs> yeah, let's let's actually jump into Scotty and Jay. So they obviously had Santa's workshop. Um, and I thought Scotty was really great. Like he seemed really interested in in actually how they were constructing it and like he seemed to have a lot of good ideas i really enjoyed watching him so i think broadly we can divide the celebrities into four categories Mm -hmm. um the first category is actually might be secretly really good at lego and there were two of those yes um the next category is could be a dark horse we had one of those Mm -hmm. and the last category is kind of just vibing and having fun and there was one of those yeah but scotty is in the actually might be really good and into lego category like i love seeing him building and so quickly getting so into it and there was that one moment early on where he said something like, he's like, I'm proud, but I'm almost embarrassed. And I thought that was kind of sweet Aww. and cute. And also, don't be embarrassed, Scotty. Be proud. <laughs> I thought their build looked great. I really liked this sort of like North Pole chateau farm style workshop thing they had going on. Um, I loved the idea as the ute for the sleigh. I thought that was really clever. And Jay did a fantastic job of building that ute, by the way. That was perfect. Yeah, I got confused for a moment and I thought Brickman had built the ute and I was like, oh, that was quick. And then Brickman did the Santa for them, which worked out beautifully. But yeah, the, yeah. the ute was great. And speaking of Jay, he's um the first of two haircuts I want to point out. New hair, <laughs> Jay, and honestly killing it. Yeah, I, I, it's a vibe. <laughs> I thought he looked great. It took me a moment and I was like, oh, it's the hair. <laughs> um, I also loved the little conveyor belt um, with the gifts going around. Yeah. I thought the elves looked great. That They had a lot of like great little details. The only thing I didn't love about it was that it, it was really busy. So it, I found it hard to look at. Like there was lots of colors and stuff happening. I think it's one of those ones 
where you kind of need to look at it in person and spend some time with it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I, I thought a lot of the movement stuff was good and the detail, as you said, would, would be great because it would suck you in in person. But from a TV perspective watching it, yeah, all you could see was just like a, mm. a bit of a mishmash of colour, especially because they didn't have as many close-up shots as I feel like they normally do. Yeah. And so, yeah, if the, if the, the colour was a bit more muted or maybe just like a smaller palette of colours, that could have helped. One thing that did offset that was the wall was all the same sort of colour. Like the wall itself was fairly like backgroundy. Yeah. Which initially I was like, oh, the wall's a bit boring. Like are they going to agree below what's going to happen? Um, but then I think that was a good idea because it helped sort of chill out all the crazy stuff going on in the warehouse itself. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was also interesting to see how much Scotty Cam's building, actual building experience contributed. And the vibe I got was that it was great for like construction-y parts of the Lego, like when he's building the wall and everything. Maybe not as great for trying to figure out how a Lego motor works. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair call. Let's jump to Sophie and Henry. They got Australian Christmas and their initial idea was to do like a classic beach barbecue with Santa and the elves, but they ended up turning it into this like gangster Aussie Christmas with bad elves stealing the presents and I loved that. I'm, I'm so glad they made that change. One of my first notes was that Aussie Christmas is famously like my least favourite yes, Lego I, Masters I theme. I did think of that when they <laughs> pulled that out. And so when they put a bit of a twist on it, I thought that was great. I think we might be starting to play with some interesting territory in regards to stereotypes, but that's probably a conversation for a different podcast. <laughs> As we said, Brickman built a koala and a kangaroo for them, which was integral to the Aussie Christmas. And I was, I was curious to see, did you get a vibe? Did you get a look at how the koala and kangaroo fit into the final version of the build? I think the kangaroo was sort of sitting just behind Santa and then the koala was like kind of in the corner. I feel like they were less necessary once they sort of had this twist on what they were doing. Like they were there and they looked great, but I don't know. I wonder if they would have used Brickman for something else if they had gotten him in after they they turn their idea. And it does lead into like the difficulty of the strategy of Brickman time where yeah. too early and you have something like that happen where the build maybe shifts direction a little bit and the Brickman time was wasted. But I wonder if if you call it too late, it, there's not much he can do because you're too far in. Yeah. Something that Sophie and Henry obviously struggled with was filling the space. Um, I actually think that they made the windows way too big and they maybe should have made them a bit smaller considering this might sound a bit mean, but there's kind of only like one and a half people building. Like yeah. the, the celebrities obviously don't have the technique and the skills that the Lego masters have. So they just can't build as much. That's a really good point, yeah. I feel like they would have filled the window if it was two Lego Masters. I think the width of the window was really good. It gave them that space to play. But then yeah, the height, the height. It's, it's a little bit like, what were you wanting everyone to build a skyscraper? Like what's what's the, what's the thoughts there? Because they all did build some version of not the full height of the window, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they needed to have like a big base block and then build on top of it to make it look higher. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and some teams did start off by just building an offset on the bottom of the Lego. Yeah. But I, th I think you're totally right, yeah. Maybe it was, a, it was a leftover challenge from a full Lego Masters setup yeah. and they just like quickly used it again. And that's why they gave them Brickman time. They're like, oh, that'll help. Yeah. I will say the moving elves looked really good. Um, Henry did a great job on that. I loved the little details, like the burner phone was funny. <laughs> but I would like to talk about the plane. Yes, me too. You go first. What the hell is going on with the, with that fishing line 
Did you see that? Where's the plane hanging from? For a moment, I thought maybe they'd built a little Lego bit at the back to hold it up, and that's where the fishing line was hanging from. But no, I think there was just some magical fishing line. I feel like they, because they made the plane quite late, and when they were sort of finishing off, they only had like a couple of minutes. And so I wonder if the producers were kind of like, look, you're not going to be able to get that on in time. Like, don't just build it and we'll we'll put it up. Yeah. Because yeah. it w- wasn't attached to the build in any way. Not that I could tell. And they'd previously made a joke, we'll get to this, they'd previously made a joke about Velcro not being Lego and you can't yeah. use Velcro in the build. But then Fishing Line is also, as far as I can tell, not Lego. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need some more information on that one. We have heard before that the producers of the show really just want everyone to have a good Lego build. Like, that makes the contestants happy and it makes the producers happy. Yeah. So they might have just said, look, hey, we'll just suspend it. Like, we know you ran out of time, yada, yada, don't stress. Who knows? Yeah. Let's jump to Whippa and Stani, who had the night before Christmas. And they did like a classic living room scene with Santa kind of stuck coming down the fireplace. I, not going to lie, I found it a little bit hard to watch them. I thought like the whole conspiracy around Brickman at the start was very funny, but I kind of got over it and I just started feeling bad for Stani because he was doing all the work. I think that's the tough thing, yeah. I enjoyed that Whipper was just there throwing gear the entire time. Like that's fun. Yeah. But Stani, the legend that he is, was probably a little bit like, hey man, maybe you could uh, help me do some building. That could be that could be good. Yeah, and I, and and Sani's such a good builder as well, and I feel like he just loves Lego and was just like wanted to create something great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I just hope he had a good time. Is all I'm saying. Well, I thought the um the Santa legs looked great. I loved the train going around the tree. The little cookies were were a cute little addition. So I. I mean, I thought it looked really nice. And to Whipper's credit, I did think that his sense of humour translated to Lego really well. Like the double diehard poster thing mm-hmm. I thought was funny. If it was just the one diehard poster, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we've all had this argument 10 years ago, blah, blah, blah. But to then put diehard too as well, yeah. I thought that was a good take on the on the diehard Christmas thing. The rug content was also very funny, but it just ended up with them confusingly having a 1932 rug in the lounge room, which yeah. doesn't make a ton of sense. Although I guess why not? Maybe... People have weird rugs with weird dates on them. Yeah. Finally, we had Brooke and Michael, who were our winners, which I completely agree with. I think they deserve to win. They had White Christmas and they had like a house with Santa's sleigh going over the top and all those presents spilling out the back. I love this one so much. Like there were, all the builds had stuff going for them, but this for me was my winner. Absolutely. Congr- like great work, Michael. And also I think Brooke seemed to do really, really well. Yeah, I thought they were the team that worked together the best. I really liked how... Michael was teaching Brooke like the honeycomb method and was like showing her how to do it. Um, he seemed to sort of do that maybe a little bit more than the other teams did from what we could see anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up looking so good. I loved the lights that were like wrapped around the front of the house. That was really beautiful. I actually would love to know how they did that. Um, but the fishing line came back for their build. Oh, I didn't notice with them. No. Oh, so they had they had the beautiful Christmas tree out the front that Brooke built. Stunning. Great work, Brooke. And then she there were shots of her working on a star and in the final shots of it, that was suspended above the Christmas tree with fishing line. 
it wasn't attached to the Christmas oh, tree. I totally missed that. I was too busy looking at the leaves of the tree. Good eye. I'm, I'm, I just want to know what the hell's going on with this fishing line. <laughs> because I feel like that that could have been attached unless it was like too big, like too heavy. No, there you go. I mean, overall, I have no real issue with bending whatever rules to make sure things look pretty and, you know, fulfill the vision that everyone had for them. I'm not too stressed about it. It's just interesting. So these guys used Brickman to build Santa and the sleigh, which I thought was really smart. A really good, like a really good use of Brickman's time. Looked amazing. Love the little shuckers for Scotty. Little tidbit in there that was funny. And yeah, I, I thought it looked really beautiful on the house. And the way that they managed to get it to sit there without really attaching it was really impressive as well. I did think it was interesting that the two contestants who have new hair, Michael's the other one. Great hair, Michael. Oh, Love yeah, it. Yeah, I I agree. Ten out of ten haircut, Michael. Uh, they both had the celebrities who were. In Lego mode, Scotty and Brooke. So I'm not saying there's a hair conspiracy there. I'm just asking questions. I think that there's a hair conspiracy. (laughs) I'm backing it. (laughs) Okay, so guys, if you're listening to this and you're a Lego Masters contestant, get a new haircut before going back for a Christmas special. That's kind of all we can say. (laughs) That's all all we'll say at this point in time. (laughs) No, I I loved watching them. Michael and Harrison last season were famously my favourite team, so I loved having Michael back. Oh, the best, yeah. So next episode, I'm actually like not really sure what's going on. Um, My note literally says episode two looks like a lot. Um, I was trying to work out what the theme, normally we can pick what the next theme of the build is, but I was just a bit lost. It looks almost like a bit of a free-for-all. Yeah, as best I could tell, it was a big free-for-all, so I assume a long time to build. Mm. And it was just like build something that you could get in a Lego set under a tree that a kid would be happy with. Yeah. Which is still pretty vague because anything you build out of Lego could be... Very broad. (laughs) And they were also really vague, and I'm trying to figure out if it's because it's going to be a joke or not. They're pretty vague as to what the advantage that Brooke and Michael were going to get is. Yeah. As we know, advantages famously lead to eliminations. Well, yeah, that's that's a great point. There was also an advantage last season where they got to, I think they got to stop the clock for like an hour maybe, and they got to keep building. Everyone else had to stop like in the middle of the build, which I also, I love that advantage too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, the first of the Bricksmas special episodes. There's obviously another Bricksmas special coming up, so we'll we'll have another episode coming up in a week as well. Good times. Make sure you are following us on Instagram. I'm getting up the name of our username now because it's been so long. <laughs> it's been um, a while. At Lego Masters underscore Deconstructed. What do we normally do? <laughs> Our Twitter is LMD the pod. That's one of them. You can tell it's been a hot minute since we did this podcast. Yeah, subscribe to it, by the way. Speaking of a podcast, that's us. Yeah. We've got old episodes. If you missed them, we did chats for season two and for season three of the show. Not season one. Sorry about that. Um, We just didn't do it. (laughs) Whoops. And stay subscribed because theoretically we'll be doing season four. Although, you know, who knows what will (laughs) happen. But we want to. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.